In this episode of the Boost Health Podcast, you will hear... I think we're just going to have to look at the way people travel in cities. I, th- I think mm-hmm. I think we can't try and make room for bikes. I think cycling is going to become an integral part of of commuting and, and getting yourself around a city. I know, I know in Denmark they're doing some amazing things. Individuals who commute, commute to work via bicycle, are at lower risk for all-cause mortality, all-cause wow. mortality, and cancer in individuals who are middle-aged and older. Find your balance. Find your balance. Find your balance. Find Find your balance. That is the goal here at Boost Health. Welcome to episode number 25 of the show. I'm Paul Sandberg, the founder of Boost Health and your host. I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist with the NSCA. I have a bachelor's degree in human biology, a master's degree in business administration, and I've been working in the wellness and fitness industry for over 19 years. In each episode of the Boost Health Podcast, we discuss a new topic and cover the entire spectrum of wellness concepts, including fitness training, inspiration, nutrition, biohacks, and wellness products, and give you some actionable tips that you can actually implement into your own personal health strategy. Each show is only about 30 minutes, as my goal is to give you lots of great ideas and tactics in a short amount of time. And my philosophy with this podcast and with Boost Health in general, is to be open-minded and try new things. Preconceived notions shouldn't get in the way of wellness strategies that could be a real difference maker for us. Have you ever tried a new wellness tactic that surprised you and how well it worked? I'm sure you have. We all have. Well, those are what we're trying to uncover here. Thank you to everyone who's been telling a friend, family member, or colleague about the show that you think might enjoy it. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show in your podcast app if you haven't already done so. That's much appreciated. Announcements. I'm going to start doing a question and answer section on the show. I've been getting some great questions from folks via email who listen to the show, and they're asking good questions about different things we talk about. So I thought it'd be great to start collating these questions and share them along with my responses on the show, since others probably have the same question. If you want to ask a question, just click on the green Ask Paul button on the podcast page. This is on the myboosthealth.com website. And as always, we'll give you this link in the show notes and blog. So I got one um, over the last week that I wanted to share on the show today. So here's the listener question. Over the last year, I've been experiencing a lot of constraints as I've tried to counter aging and the sitting down lifestyle with being more active. Most of the reading and researching I've done seems to point to mobility as being a possible solution. I've listened to all three parts of your show, and all I could gather in terms of actionable advice was the mobility wad. You mentioned you've been doing something for about 10 days. I'm super keen to get on this journey too, and would love to get some pointers to get started. And he makes a good point on us not giving enough actionable information. So I responded with a bit more detail to help him get started. 
So I said, I'm glad you're looking at mobility to improve your health. Yes, the Mobility Wad by Kelly Starrett and team seems to be one of the best resources. This is at mobilitywad.com. They have a 10-day free trial if you want to check it out. Also, there's a nice free video by Calisthenic Movement, and there they share 10 really, really good mobility movements to help you get started as well. Um, so we'll link to both of these in the show notes and blog. And I said, I think the best tip that I can provide after doing this for a few weeks is to just get started with something after you find a limitation and then do it each and every day. For me and for most folks, the squat hold is a good place to start because it addresses many possible limitations such as ankle, hip, knee, spine, and shoulder. To perform a squat hold, you might check out a video by Kelly Sturette where he actually is challenging us all to do a 10-minute squat hold. It's actually his first ever mobility-wide video from August of 2010. So this is clearly uh, an anchor in their programming. So check that out. Check out the other link with Calisthetic Movement, and I hope this helps you get started. So as I said, I'll be collating questions that I get for each show, and hopefully we'll get some good question and answer going as part of the program going forward. Apparel, the Boost Health Performance Apparel Shop closed in August to make the latest batch of custom gear. For those of you who ordered, I just heard from Quare the gear is complete and arriving to me in a few days. I'm really excited. I hope you are too. This means I'll have it in route to you by the third week of September, so getting really close. I hope you really like it. Don't worry if you didn't get your order in this time, as we'll open the store again in the fall. And we actually have some really cool winter pieces like hoodies, long sleeve cycling jerseys, running tights, and more. If you haven't seen the gear yet, you can see some of it in action on the My Boost Health Instagram, Facebook, and Strava feeds, including strength gear, cycling gear, multi-sport gear, and casual wear. Check it out and stay tuned for discounts during the next ordering period here on the show and in the newsletter. And speaking of the newsletter, if you haven't already signed up for the weekly Boost newsletter, you can do so by entering your name and email into the form on the homepage of myboosthealth.com. This way you don't miss any Boost Health news. All right, now on with the program. Episode 25 of the Boost Health podcast is titled Unfound, a cycling social media platform. Connect, learn, and have fun, part two. So you've been here almost eight years and you've got two two kids. Two daughters, yep. Two daughters and they're how old? They are um, four and two. Four and two, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, you had been here for a couple of years before before you had kids and then... Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd cycled then, but I, I started taking it more seriously in the last four years, but doing more racing and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it, it gets... It gets addictive, right? <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I wanted to bring up um, a story just talking about like the love of cycling. And I was yeah. like you, you know, I was a soccer player, a football player. Um, and that was kind of my sport. I also played American football and um, a little bit of baseball and just, you know, sort of like you, I, I sort of dabbled in a lot of different ones, but soccer was my main sport. But I remember, you know, just thinking about cycling. I was like, I wasn't like a, like a kids nowadays, like they can do triathlon and they can do yeah. cycling. And maybe that was available when I was a kid. I just I don't remember. It didn't it. seem yeah. like it, right? It's Cycling seems to be growing and exploding. And like now yeah, my kids can go do races and stuff. But I remember we, we used, my dad was in the military. We used to live in New Mexico in the U.S. And uh, we lived right on a mountainside. 
And my mom and my friend's mom, my friend Stuart's mom would let us just go. Like we would leave, I don't know what time in the morning, it seemed like early, 7 yeah. 30 or 8, be back by lunch. You know, yeah. we would just go. We had these little BMX bikes and we'd go for hours. We'd just ride for hours and hours and we would pretend, you're probably not familiar, but there was this silly little show on in the 80s. Um, in the U.S. called Chips, which was California Highway Patrol. But it was these guys on these motorcycles, and they would ride oh, cool. side yeah, by yeah. side with each other and go fight crime. And uh, so we would pretend we're chips on motorcycles on our bikes. But, you know, cycling has just always been fun for me and yeah. until I picked up triathlon in 12. And then it was like, okay, let's, let's see if we can get, you know, a little faster and a little bit better at this. But there's something like even, you know, when I go out for a pretty serious ride, um, it's still just fun. It's just really, yeah, really fun. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I'd never even, the concept of racing a bike as a kid wasn't, I don't know if it's where I was brought up, same as you, right? Mm-hmm. It just wasn't, I love cycling, but it was, and I even remember trying to be in the Tour de France as, as, as a young, like pretending to be um, a Delgado and then Indoran. Then, and then when Chris Borderman uh, rode his first Tour de France in, in, nine, in 93, I think, I was like, wow, that's, you know, that was huge. But I, again, I never really thought about racing. So it's funny. It was always just a mode of transport and just a mode of fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and now we can see that it can be both. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. We, we clearly both love cycling. Um, for, for a lot of really good reasons. But we're fortunate that it has a lot of amazing health benefits too. Yeah. I, I think I would cycle. If it was bad for me, I guess I maybe wouldn't. But even if it wasn't like super, super great for me, if it was just okay for me, I think I would still do it just because I love it. Yeah. But it has an, a, an, a huge array of health benefits. I don't think I'm going to surprise anybody with the idea that it's good for you. Yeah. But there's some interesting things here that I found in research. I think I think you all will find interesting. So there's a 2011 study, uh, and again, we'll link to everything in the show notes and blog. But this is in the Scandinavian Journal of Medicine and Science in Sports. They did this huge systematic review of health benefits in cycling and found that individuals who commute, commute to work via bicycle, are at lower risk for all-cause mortality, all-cause wow. mortality, and cancer in individuals who are middle-aged and older. Wow. Now, we'll talk more about commuting here in a bit, but I think they use commuting because it's easy to control some variables within that. Like they're probably doing it almost every day or five days a week. But it keeps coming up. You look in, you sort of Google health and you Google cycling together and you, you come up in research and you see commuting an awful lot. Yeah. I think there's more than just consistency there i think there's de-stressing and like doing it two times a day like you and i are both pretty good about getting our workouts in every day yeah i don't necessarily do a lot of two a days no that's true very you true. know what i mean so i think there's something to that as well you're slacking no i'm joking yeah <laughs> yeah slacker <laughs> or me you know or i might do a, a ride and a weight yeah, you yeah. know in the same day but i think there's something maybe to this two times a day but Anyway, they also found, not surprisingly, there's strong evidence for improved cardiovascular fitness, shocker, and moderate evidence for decreased cardiovascular risk for those who cycle regularly. Okay. Then a study came out this year in 18 in the Aging Cell Journal that found very, I think, very exciting evidence that cycling, and this is probably the same for other forms of physical activity, but this was on cycling, that it can drastically reduce the aging process of your immune system. 
Wow. So they're seeing these yeah. cyclists. They looked at older older folks. Yeah. So cyclists in their 70s and 80s had immune systems that looked like somebody in their 20s. That's amazing. And, and if you look like at gut health, like they're calling, you know, the gut, the, the second thing, brain. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's huge. There's more neurons that um, go that are in your gut than are in the spine, which is just baffling wow. to me. And so, and there's more communication going up to the brain um, from the gut than it's going the other direction. So there's something to this. Um, so because of this, you're more able to fight off infections. And, you know, this one's near and dear to my heart. They think that that could also be a better way to, to uh, fight off cancer. Wow. And so like okay. my dad, it's, it's in my whole story. I've said it a million yeah. times. My dad, had pancreatic cancer. He died yeah. at 51. That's why I turned into the caveman. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. no chemicals, you know, I, you know, just really, really focus on doing everything I can to prevent cancer, yeah. even though there's probably a big genetic element to it. I'm going to be able to say that I gave it my all to, yeah. to avoid it. So I think that's pretty cool. And then one more in the 2017 British medical journal, they did this huge cohort study. Massive. So this was 263,450 people over five years. Wow. That's a damn big study. Yeah, yeah. Huge study. What's it on? Bicycle commuting again. Again, on commuting. So they looked at people that were actively commuting. These were folks, they basically broke them into regular active commuting, which was a walking and cycling or a combination. And this was in uh, England, Scotland, and Wales, the three areas they looked at. And the study found that cycle commuting was associated with lower risk, again, of cardiovascular disease, cancer, and all-cause mortality. Cycle wow. commuting, again, I think it's so cool. Yeah. Um, and I actually have a friend of mine back in Kansas. Um, and if you know the Midwest in the U.S., you get every season and you get the, the fullest effect of every season coming at yeah. you in Kansas. This guy will ride to and from work every day. And he's done it at least for the – I've watched him on Strava. That's pretty Um to and from work every day. I don't think he's missed a day, honestly. We'll talk to him in a couple of weeks about this. But um, he is a Uber cycling commuter. He's awesome. Yeah. So he's obviously um, a passionate guy about commuting, and, and it's probably pretty darn healthy because of it. And he'll go out on the weekend and throw down pretty well, too. Um, but I, I'm just super intrigued by by that. So just, Jules, I'm interested to hear, since you're, you have a love for cycling, as we have already talked about, anything you want to add about you know, just cycling and, and health in general? Yeah, we'll do, we'll do the commuting thing first and foremost. I think um, actually the real brains behind our website and app, Adam is is a, is a guy who commutes again every day. And um, I think uh, and where does he live? He lives in London. Oh, and cool! He's just, just got so strong off the back of that. But and there's crazy traffic. I mean, I've never been to London, but there's crazy traffic, right? So it's, it maybe is even faster to go via bike. Well, right? he's pretty fast now. He's pretty strong and fast now. But um, yeah, I think at some point it's going to get to a point where we'd, I think. We're just going to have to look at the way people travel in cities. I, th I think mm -hmm. I think we can't try and make room for bikes. I think cycling is going to become an integral part of of commuting and and getting yourself around a city. I know I know in Denmark they're doing some amazing things, and uh, in some parts of the world it's starting to happen. Sadly, in Hong Kong, the desire to build a cycling infrastructure is is super poor. But I think if you can get people cycling, it's why I guess I guess so frustrated about some of the 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 driving attitude towards cyclists and i know cyclists don't mm -hmm. always help themselves but if we can get people cycling and moving the the reduced strain on the healthcare is is probably worth hundreds of billions globally i don't, uh, I don't all know all cause mortality yeah, right i mean that yeah, it covers quite a bit it covers quite a bit right <laughs> so um 
so yeah, I think that's the commuting bit. Cycling <clears throat> for me, health wise, both mental health and, and physical health. I think weight management, just general well being and feeling good and managing stress and I think it just aids a lot. Um, having said that, after listening to your last podcast, I think I need to do more mobility work. And, uh, <laughs> that's on the agenda. But uh, I th- yeah, I think I think um, just just healthy body, healthy mind is the sort of an old saying, and I, and I, I feel that cycling gives me that. You know, in fact, my people ask me why my wife's so supportive of my cycling, and that's because she sees me when I don't cycle. So, <laughs> um, yes. I think, um, yeah, on a personal level, I, I get a lot from it physically uh, and mentally. And my kids uh, and my wife call me the bear if I didn't get my workout <laughs> yeah. of the day, whatever yeah. that, that what was on the menu. Yeah, exactly. Um, Go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> so is that you, you, you made some nice points on health and cycling, but I heard you say mental. And I, yeah. I always liked this part because yeah. Joel and I talked about this last week. Um, I did a whole show on mental health tactics, yeah. like anxiety. I yeah. have bad anxiety. Yeah, uh, I'll share that with anybody. Yeah. Um, it's not something athletes like to talk about a lot. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but there's like, there's the piece where if I don't get this in today, I'm going to be a little bit grouchy. Yeah. But then there's like another thing where it's, it's like meditative. Yeah. Like you go out there and like you, and I've got some friends back home talked about them this summer they were on the show where it's like it's like a uh, they go out on these huge long rides and like it's like almost like um therapy yeah absolutely. you know what i mean yeah i i think the, the only danger being is is sometimes you can be too beholden to your program and i think that's equally can be stressful as well but yes, ultimately yes. that's when you haven't got it's all about this equilibrium right if you can balance work and family and cycling <laughs> and get it all in a good place and I, I'd like to do a bit of mindfulness, mindfulness stuff as well. That kind of helps oh, me. Cool. And yeah, so yeah, I think cycling is an integral part of of anxiety management for me, and just general day to day stress, stress escapism, and, and management as well. It's sort of built that into my daily life and routine. You know, and I don't say find your balance flippantly. Like mm. it's the tag of my show, and basically the the heartbeat of boost because it's not like, Oh, I figured it out. Cool. The rest of the life's no problem. I know how to find my balance. Now it's like a journey and it's different every day. It's so you just get yourself like you learn 1% from here and 1% from here and you put it all together. As Joel said quite well, you know, you kind of create your own curriculum and then you just, you know, you use those tools because it's going to be a different day tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And a different time. I mean, often I find myself that, that I kind of, I lose track and then you look back and you think, okay, <laughs> all the stuff that I know is great for managing stress and anxiety and stuff. I've stopped doing it and I, and I, and I hadn't really noticed until it's too late. And then you're like, okay, let's, let's start the building blocks again. And, and what are we doing? Are we cycling? Are we doing mindfulness? Are we eating right? Are we getting enough sleep? And it's kind of that sort of constant game of Jenga. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you've only got... You know, one way I've seen it put is like you only have so many energy blocks in a day and that's limited by time mostly. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to give I know I am. I struggle like with social, emotional. and I've talked about that before. So I give those a lot of energy blocks where physical I'm kind of on autopilot, at least right now. So I don't have to like mentally think about that necessarily. But I know I need work over here. So like figuring out 
divvying up those energy blocks because your your time is is limited in, yeah. in a day. And that's kind of interesting because I, I I hate the concept of wasted time. I, lo- I love to be doing something the whole time, and maybe mm-hmm. I need to practice chilling out more. But just seeing so publicly publicly what Elon Musk is going through at the moment, right? I think he's a prime example of someone that's kind of he's lost lost the balance a little bit, and he's he's on yeah. he's really struggling. He's famously hates wasted time to the point that he's cut out showering because he thinks it's wasted time, right? <laughs> so he's he's obviously gone too far. But but it's it's you know it's quite sad to see. He's obviously in quite a stressful place. Yeah, that, that that's true. You know, balance, wellness balance is so individualistic. Yeah. And it's so introspective. Like I couldn't tell you how to find your balance. No. But it's but you can also have fun with it too. It it, it yeah, isn't yeah. all like work. It's like okay, like you learn new things about yourself and, and that we talk about too, like not being afraid to try new things. Like, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, putting yourself out there, trying new things, you know, um, I think so key. Hypnosis is another thing I've done, which I find. You have? Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I've never cool. tried that. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah, exactly. All right. I got to hear about things. this. Well, how did, how did that go down? Oh, no, I, I, self-hypnosis is a, a tactic that, that I've used and I've been to see hypnotherapists in the past and just again, managing stress and stuff. And, um, I just think the the general history behind it and the science behind it is, is quite robust and quite interesting. Yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to try it, talk. and then I'm going to be able to be in the top two or three on the peak time trial because yeah. I'll, I'll get my my brain in the right. Sadly, state. it doesn't quite work that way. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I'd love to. I mean, I know that golfers use NLP and 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 stuff like that quite a lot, and and a lot of other sports do. But I, I do find it fascinating the potential relationship maybe with endurance sports. And I'm sure, you know, like Chrissy Wellington, her coach made her do crazy things like running marathons on treadmills in blacked out small rooms and stuff like that to make her mentally stronger and stuff like that. So I think the mental side of things is huge. It's huge. And still relatively untapped. Right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I've talked about this a couple of times in the show too. Like it's almost like you're whatever the tactic is, if you get buy-in from the athlete, um, and their brain, yeah. then you're on because like Chris Hoy, a famous, uh, cyclist from the UK, yeah. he would do, he would do a tactic called anchoring, which is where you put a positive, uh, thought, um, with a gesture. So he would think about something positive, like, you know, maybe getting on top of the podium and then grab his left earlobe. Okay. And if you started yeah, yeah, to have yeah. anxiety, like, oh, squeezing thermal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so we always joke if you see if you see me out there climbing um, Austin and I'm grabbing my left earlobe, it's, it's a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a bad day. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, I want to hear about this. I, I think this is so much fun. So one of the things you do that's really cool and unfound, Jules, is the photo of the week contest. Um, you have these, and I want you to talk about your socks too because they're they're super super cool. I understand some of some of the guys. Uh, even wear them with their suits because they're so dang comfortable. <laughs> so yeah. tell us about the photo of the week contest. I'll, I'll quickly say that, uh, you know, I've been a finalist a few times. I haven't, I haven't won yet, but that's not because, um, uh, you know, I, I haven't put out good quality. There's some amazing, there is ridiculous, I mean, right? like this I've got this pretty cool, like sunset over, you know, the South China sea. And this is a morning ride and here's our, our group. And then, Bam, like somebody in the Pyrenees has got like a shot of themselves from like above, uh, you know, using some crazy cool technology. So anyways, it's it's actually really fun. I've enjoyed just like learning about different areas of the world and and how people cycle there. So let's let's hear about it. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I think with with a platform that we're building. 
you can only plan so much and and to be fair photo of the week was something i set up without much thought about and then actually i gave it no attention and then four months later people just randomly started posting photos <laughs> in there and it's become a bit of a thing so so it's a weekly photo competition that we run on on unfound on the hub on the platform and um, and now we actually have a weekly theme and um, yeah. so the 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 prior existing weeks winner will choose a theme everyone enters that photo or their photo in accordance to the theme and then there'll be a short list and you, you can choose the winner but it's it's it, as you as said you know i've seen some we've got some incredibly talented uh photographers on there who who is their real passion using drones uh um tom that's right, o- yeah drones yeah, tom in austria i mean so he's cool. shown a whole new side to <laughs> austria we've we've got uh sean de luna in the u.s doing cool stuff people from around the world but then what i love about it is that that you get people then just taking their shots on their on their weekend ride and 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 they're coming in and beating the photographers because they've just captured some amazing image of a great ride they've done and uh, like Norway, how uh, the photos we've seen oh of Oslo gosh, in Norway and, and so the guys pretty. we got there it looks absolutely beautiful, and um, so it's a great way to to see cycling around the world and I'm so keen to ride in in Norway and <laughs> and, and Rio de Janeiro and I'm, we're actually going to uh, Beijing this weekend. So, oh, so Cirque right. Cycling, they're, yeah, they're, they're a company that kind of been pioneering road biking in, in China. I don't know if you saw that, that one of their guys has been the first person to Everest Everest yes. a couple of weeks ago. Yes. So, so cool. a few of us are going up to, to Beijing, obviously not a city you'd necessarily assume with, with road cycling, but apparently there's just some spectacular climbing and stuff like that. So that'd be really cool to see so we'll take some photos and, and video footage and, and put that on the hub as well i'm so, excited to see that yeah it should be cool um you know china like is is like this magical mystery land of yeah. adventure my friend kirk kenny who took my pictures uh for oh, the yeah, website yeah. a couple it's weeks ago, or a couple months ago took some pictures of a running trail race up there okay I, it's just amazing. Like yeah. anything that you can picture in your mind of like topography, yeah. it just it just there, blows right? you yeah. away. I'm bigger than it's, everywhere else. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. We will stop part two there with a cliffhanger for part three. Be sure to listen in to the third and final episode with Jules as we hear the story behind the uber comfy Unfound Socks. Some cycle racing talk the future of Unfound, and new content and features that are coming up, mobility, sleep and recovery hacks, and how Jules finds his balance. Don't miss it. Well, I've kept you here for a really long time, Jules. Thank you so much for for your time. Before we go, I want to make sure, because we've talked so much about Unfound, how do we get there? I'm sure people could Google it and figure it out, but what's the best way to get on Unfound and, and get part of the program? Uh, it's really simple. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and search Unfound and you'll see it there and just download it. It's free to download. Register and then uh, join us on the hub. It's uh, it's a nice app too. Like you you get notification if somebody sent you a message like me and Jules were doing back yeah. and forth and or if somebody likes your photo. It's yeah. really it's really fun. Thank you. So thank you all so much for listening. Also, thank you very much to my friend Jules Doyle for joining the show today. It was really fun. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show and whatever your favorite podcast app is. You can follow my workouts and Boost Health updates on Strava, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for My Boost Health. You can also visit the Boost Health website at myboosthealth.com for links to everything. 
along with more motivation and information. And until next time, this is Paul Sandberg for Jules Doyle saying goodbye and find find your your balance. balance.